visitor. I should fill out a visitor card. I am, uh, I'm excited for this opportunity. I know that my face is not familiar to many of you because I recognize that your faces are not familiar to me as, all, as well. So I uh, hope to get more acquainted. Um, it is my privilege today to be able to share with you from God's Word. And we're going to go to the book of Proverbs. And maybe it's so in my Bible, it's like in the first third. Book of Proverbs. We're going to go to chapter 3. And we're just going to focus in on two verses of chapter 3, verse uh, 5 and verse 6. Proverbs chapter 3, uh, 5 and 6. And I think, yes, they did. So I have the New International Version. It might be just a little bit different than the New American Standard uh, Bible that's being shown you. But nonetheless, uh, I have to open this up just a moment and say that uh, I am... Turning into 2015, it just seems like I am greatly challenged. Uh, normally, uh, I have friends on you know, different social media and that, and some of them will pick a word and, you know, pick a word and, and just kind of see what, what's going to happen in your life over the course of this coming year. And, and I guess one of my words that I'm really getting challenged by the Lord by is this area of kind of trust or, or surrender. You know, what does, that, what does that look like? What does it look like for me? Of course, I have the privilege of inviting you to look at this and take the same exam in your mind and in your heart and in your own spirit. Kind of use it as a filter. Use it as an ability to maybe reevaluate things or just use it as what it is, a guideline. Um, Pastor Shirley uh, told me after first service, she says this is one of her favorite verses in the Bible, and she says that a lot of people use it as a, as a life verse, meaning that they kind of rule and measure everything of their life by the words that are contained here from uh, Solomon, Proverbs chapter 3. So uh, let's read it together, or not together, but let me read it for us, and then we're going to unpack it and see what it really has to say, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. So I asked uh, in first service for me just to get a definition going. What is, what is trust? How would you define that a little bit? How would you add words that help to describe what is that trust word? And this is okay to talk back if you talk back nicely. Trust. What would you say? Dependence. Dependence. Good. What else? We're not used to doing this, are we? Trust. Dependence. Faith. Faith, yes. Real Confidence. Confidence. Relying. Depending upon, right? Is that it? Tougher crowd, okay? Get warmed up. So, so obviously I have a definition floating around in my mind. Lots of other things in there too, but the definition floating around in my mind. Kind of the, the word for me, again, that tends to really put the spotlight, there we go, on my life, is the word surrender. You know, hands up, don't shoot. Oh, you know, hands up, surrender. I, I, I surrender. I, I'm not 
I'm not relying on anything. I, I don't have a, a grip. Well, I have a grip on my Bible, but I, I don't have a grip on anything. I, I'm surrendered. I, I'm totally free, and yet I am totally dependent at the same time. I'm surrendered. Does that gel with anybody? Or Yeah? yeah? Okay. So it's okay if it doesn't, because it does for me. Um, so... But, so the rest of that definition, trust in the Lord, says trust in the Lord with all your heart. So I just kind of simply run the recipe in my mind. To me, it's like a recipe, you know, two parts of this, one part of that, and three parts of this. And so the trust in the Lord, so does it say trust in Jerry? No. Does it say trust in Pam? Ordained, oh, no. ordained Pam <laughs> on Wednesday, trust in Pam. No, and and uh, I remember the sign in a in a business one time that, that said, "In God we trust; all others pay cash." <laughs> you know, because trust is a trust is a is something we exchange, we give, but also it's kind of like you got to earn it. You know, so trust in the Lord. So not trust in yourself; trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. If if I if I was confident in um, Andrew, right? No. Next to Brooke. Alex. Alex. See, that's why I didn't. I don't trust you. <laughs> if I was confident in Alex, if I would learn his name, I would have Alex come up here and we would demonstrate for you with the trust fall, where Alex would be standing behind me and I would just release and let myself fall. Hopefully. Alex's hands, right? That's trust. That's also surrender. That's letting go. That's letting go and letting God, all those cliches that we like to use. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. What is missing when you hear the word all? Is there anything missing in the word all? Not a trick. All is all. I'm good. I went to college and I learned that. You know, but all, all, all is all. There's nothing missing. But yet, honestly, if we, you know, look in your own life or, you know, for some of you spouses, just look in your spouse's life, you know, but sometimes we're not quite surrendering all. Sometimes we've got a little thing in the back pocket or whatever that we don't want to quite give. We, we don't, you know, God, you can have this, you can have this, you can have this, but oh no, you can't have this. And, and that's why it's so difficult on us at times because the Lord is, is pretty, he's a jealous God. He loves us so genuinely that it doesn't do us any good to pretend that we can control it and hide it away from him. He already sees it. He already knows it. We might as well give it over to him. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about those areas in our life that it's okay, God, if you control me here. If you control me, God, in reading my Bible, that's okay. If you control me here, God, in, in my family, that's okay. But God, you can't have any control over this. And that's not surrender. That's not trusting in the Lord. My, in my understanding of this text, that's not trusting in the Lord. That is trusting in yourself. 
And you know, Solomon, as we go, is actually going to address that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Bummer. I am, you know, I have gray hair now. I am so smart. Well, okay. No witness on that. <laughs> but, you know, I am, I am intelligent. I am God's gift to humanity with all of this knowledge. Right. Just kidding. There's humor in that, okay? <laughs> but sometimes we're just so used. Okay, this is me. I can't say we. I like to be in charge. I like to be in control. I like things orderly. And sometimes that gets in my way. You know the songs we sang today talking about like getting out of the box, and going in a place of dependence that, that is bigger and, and not like can't be seen or can't be felt or boy, when, when Christina asked us to sing Be Brave, I'm saying, okay, Lord, I'll say it, but boy, I want to see everything underneath. I don't want any murky waters here. Got to be able to see those stepping stones that are hiding in the water that nobody else sees. That's not the way it is, because that's not trust. But trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. And I took that lean word, and this is the, one of the words that the Lord just seems to be impressing upon me. And I, I don't mean to get in the spotlight, but for today I am. And, and that is, if I don't lean on my own understanding, my question is, what can I lean on? Does anyone else think that way? Apply that? No. So I'm going, if I can't lean on my understanding, then what do I need to lean on? Any guesses? Huh? God and his word, or I can choose to lean on someone else as well. If I'm not leaning on my own understanding, then I, to me, the implied is I'm leaning on God. Now, I tried this in first service. It wasn't very successful. I'm going into an area I know absolutely nothing about. When you have a football team and they're lining up on the scrimmage line and they have the offense and the defense, the uh, offensive players get down in the stance, right? And they get ready to make a hole in front of them for the runner to go through. There might, anybody, no witness on that, okay, right? So they're ready to, they get down, they get it in that stance and they're ready to launch and they're gonna push their way through. And the guys on the other side are kind of jaunting and teasing them and getting them to maybe move so they come off sides and all of that. No? Anybody see that? Okay. So, to, to me, th those guys that are down, what are they called again? Linebackers? Linemen. Linemen. So when the line, thank you, so when, I expected that to come from over here. So when, when the linemen take their stance and they can't move, they're, they're ready, but they're, they're going to be going forward, right? They're, they're leaning. They're, they're ready to go. They're not there like, oh, come on, buddy, come on. No, they're ready. They're ready to take action. And they're leaning, they're leaning into their next move. Well, here's my challenge from the Lord to me. Jerry, I want you to lean. Sorry, he calls me by name. I don't normally talk to myself in the third person. He calls you Pam. 
says, Jerry, I want you to lean into me. I want, you know, I want you to lean into me. And, and the other visual, I, I, I wish I would have had all this planned. We could have done fun little video clips. The other visual is kind of like walking in Chicago when one of those windstorms is blowing and the people are trying to walk against the wind and they're just having to lean into the wind, trying to blow them back. But they're determined and they're going to get to their destination and they're leaning against that obstacle, that wind, that blowing against them, the insurmountable odds against them, and they're not like wimps. They're strong and they're bold and they're leaning in against it. I hope you can see that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all, uh-oh, there's that word, three letters, A-L-L, all, in all your ways. Now, what kind of ways do we have? We have lots of ways. Do, anybody, do any of you drive the same way to church every week? I know some of you do because you also sit in the same seats every week. <laughs> I never do. But, but, but you, you see, in, in all our ways, and, and it's, it's just recognizing there are choices. There are opportunities. But it says in all of our ways, what does it say? What's the rest of the recipe? It doesn't say just recognize there's a bunch of ways. Not all roads lead to heaven. That's a falsehood. That's not true. But in all our ways, do what? Acknowledge, acknowledge him. Help me. What's acknowledge? Yes, sir. No, what's acknowledge? Trusting again. When you acknowledge something, you're acknowledging, you're saying that is the source, you're saying that is the resource, that you're saying he is, that he exists. You're not just floating around like the Macy's Parade. You know? Ooh. You know, you're not just floating around. You're, you're purposeful. You're, you are created with purpose. You are created to to be able to follow God and acknowledge Him. But do you know sometimes it's hard to acknowledge people that we love, that we're close to? Oh, that's my problem. Okay. But, but you know, it's like, I, I can do this. I can do this. I got it. I got it. Don't, don't bother. Don't worry. I can do this, God. You selected the right person. I'm your man. And I think God would say, you're not trusting me, you're trusting you. You're, you're the big shot here. And, and the only problem with that is that's pride. And pride is not a good friend of God. Pride is an enemy of God. Pride is what got the devil in the problems that he has. Pride is what keeps us from recognizing that God is supreme. That he's number one. Pride is what says that I'm so important. You gotta, you gotta get through to me. And I'm just letting you know my life in surrender to the Lord has been so much about less of me and more of him. And I don't know if that makes sense to you. 
But I, before I became a follower of Jesus, I was only 16. But I was pretty much in charge then. And what really broke me was realizing that Jesus died on the cross for me in love when I absolutely did not love him at all. I was not in love with him. And I couldn't believe that the God of all the universe would be willing to go to a cross like we have illuminated at the back of the auditorium, that he'd be willing to go to a cross and die on that cross to take the penalty of sin and, and judgment for me. He didn't love him. And I didn't have to get my way perfect. I didn't have to pay $100 in tithes. I didn't, well, you could still do that later. But, I mean, you know, I, there was nothing. I had to check off the list. I just needed to give my life over to him. And I did. Now, we're still working on things. I'm not a perfect word. Thank God for that. And yet, in that process, I'm still surrendered. And I know I sound like I'm blowing my own horn here. But I'll tell you, I, I understand from the Lord that I am nothing and he is everything because he and I settled that many, many years ago. And I'm not saying you have to be good like me. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying let's surrender. Trust in the Lord with all our heart. Lean not in our own understanding. In all of our ways, acknowledge him. And then we get the payback finally. We finally get a reward here. We've been doing a lot. I've been trusting. I'm acknowledging. I'm, I'm letting you do these things, God. But now, now here comes the payback. I don't know if that's the right word. Now he says, he will direct our paths. So that comes out of checking in with him before you get into something. See, sometimes we're asking God to fix something that we've already broken and made a mess of it, and we're expecting him to do something where we would just back it up a little bit sooner and ask him, Lord, is this something you have for me to do? Now, I'm going to give you a freebie on that. He's not going to ask you to do anything and go with anything unless it's also backed up and found in his word. So you've got a real good source here in the word. Now there, there are people out there, they're not here in this congregation, they're down the street at one of those other churches. But, <laughs> you know, some, some people are more than willing to tell you what you need to do. And they get in your face and they, say, they look you right in the eye out. And you say, Alex, this is what you need to do. What you need. And you know what? If they tell me to do it and it's not in here, I can blow them off. But what they tell me is found in here. Well, you better, you better listen. You better listen. Better, better get your ear trained to hear that. And all, he will make our paths straight. <laughs> I watch too much television, so I don't like watching commercials, but some of them really pull me in. And I think it's Ameritrade. It has that green arrow that go, it's going down, it's, and you follow the green arrow. 
and it's going this way, and if it turns, then you turn. And then if it turns again, you turn, and you just, you just follow. You know what? I like that. That's what I need. But you know, life isn't that perfect. You get here, and that might be green, but for some reason, you really want to come over here. God said, I'm going to show you the way. You're like, oh, that's so much more prettier over there. Oh, that's the easy way. This is looking kind of crowded. Too many people over here. Oh, wow, this is a party. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Tony. So it all comes out of that trust, that surrender, that ability to just be confident in him. Now there's big things and there's little things. He still gave you a brain. You can trust that, usually. <laughs> Some of you, he's given a, a, a favorite person in your life known as your spouse. You can trust them. <laughs> he's also given you God's word. In our, in our understanding, not only is his word the printed word, but he's also given us the spirit. The spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God, that his spirit has come to lead, to guide us, to direct us in all areas of life and of goodliness, of righteousness, which righteousness is right living, that the spirit is active, that the word of God is like a double-edged sword able to divide between the bone and the marrow. And I don't know if you've ever looked at that, but that, well, that's, that's microsurgery. When you're getting between the bone and you're getting into the marrow, and the marrow is really where the lifeline is. That's why some people have transplants for their marrow because it's so, needs, so destroyed with cancer, it needs to have a new start. Catherine went through that, right? Uh, Catherine, Kathleen, see there, I don't know the people's names. I'm here. Um, so so we, we, just, we just need sometimes to get these kind of fresh starts. So here's our challenge for this morning. If you don't mind standing one more time, I know you feel like you're doing uh, Christian aerobics or something, but uh, calisthenics. For me, and I've already shared with you, I know I'm kind of making this about me, but really I just, I have to speak from my heart a little bit of where I'm at. For me, we need to be at a place where we can surrender. And to me, surrender, for me, because I'm so mild-mannered and everything, for me, you know, this is surrender. For some of you, that's just too bold of a statement. Here's my surrender. It doesn't matter to God if you're demonstrative or you're less demonstrative. What matters is that you're surrendered. And for some of us, that surrender is for the big things. For some of us, I think, it's the little things. The little foxes that spoil the vine. It's those little nippy things like puppy dogs. They're destructive. And we need to take care of those. For some of us, like, God, what's my future? What's my life? What, what, what's, this, what's this new thing going on in my life? How come nobody's talking? How come it seems so dark and empty? That's just trust me. Trust me. Not trust me. Trust Jesus. 
Okay? So maybe in your life, where you're at, you would just say, as I close and pray over us, and then our pastor and worship team is coming, is that, yeah, Lord, I, I've got to surrender, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to surrender right now. And you can do that with an upraised hand if you want, or meet me part way, or keep it going low down. Lord Jesus, I think what you're looking for right now is an honest heart. I think of the declaration in your word that says you're not interested in a bunch of sacrifices. What you're interested in is a yielded, surrendered, living sacrifice. And you know what? Jesus, we have breath in us right now. We have our minds. We have our wills. We have our motions. We have our bodies. And that's what we can offer you. Some of us can't sing. Some of us sing too loud. Some of us have nothing we feel like. It doesn't matter. What you want is us. So, Lord, right now, we surrender to you. I, I know that there are still areas that I could grow and trust you more. And, Lord, I, I want to give you those little things that I talked about. I think we've got settled on the big things, but those are those little things that I just keep taking back and taking charge and taking control over. I just give that over to you, Lord. Help my brothers and sisters that are in this room right now, that maybe later here by tape or, or video, that they, they get to this place right now, that for 2015, the starting place is to trust in you and to surrender to you and to get out of the way and let you and to be obedient to you, to hear your word and to walk in that way. In Jesus' name. Help us. I have no other word to say, but help us. In Jesus' name, amen.